Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. If you're reading this, it's too late. You sound like you're like falling asleep. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's too late. The Secret Series, Book Two by Pseudonymous Bosch, Chapter Eight: A Polite Way of Saying Weird. From the beginning of time, there'd been a flaw in Cass's plan: how to get the ma- how to get to the Magic Museum once they were home. Their parents would never allow them to go too soon after returning. Ah, good point. Luckily, Cass's mother had decided to visit her sister while Cass was away. Mainly, Cass thought so her mother would have an excuse to leave Sebastian in a kennel for the weekend, and the house was empty when Cass's grandfather dropped off the young campers. Cass's mother wouldn't be home for a couple of hours. Time enough to get to the museum and back, hopefully? Max Ernest and Yo Yoji could call their parents when they got back to Cass's house. But you know what's so interesting? Both of her friends have a dash in their name. Look, Max-Ernest, Yo-Yoji. What about, um, Cass is just Cass. Bye, thanks, later. They waved goodbye and waited to hear Grandpa, Grandpa Wayne's truck disappear down the road. When they, let them, when they let themselves out of the house, leaving all the backpacks except one, the one that wobbled back and forth and all on its own. City buses don't have seatbelts either, said Max Ernest, noted, Max Ernest noted when they mounted the bus. Why do you think that is? Funny, I feel totally strapped in, even without a seatbelt, said a muffled voice. You know, just because somebody spends most of their life underground doesn't mean he likes being stuffed inside a backpack for hours and hours. Shh, said Cass, it's just a little while longer. Hey, look at her, look at her, whispered Yoyoji, pointing to a rather heavy set, which was a polite way of saying fat, in her suit which was a polite way of saying bearded woman sitting on the bus. Don't point, it's rude, said Cass. But all these, all three kids had trouble resisting looking at the bearded lady. In fact, whenever one of them accidentally caught her eye, she winked as if she was used to being looked at and didn't mind it at all. Hey, Peyton, she's the bearded lady. And remember, they're trying, the, the Bergama brothers belong to a circus. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the bearded lady, though? She also belongs in a circus. Yep. They got into when they got into the second bus. Our friends had to try to e- even harder not to stare. Up front, behind them were two little people, which in a polite way, which is a polite way of saying midgets. One male, one female, wearing a tuxedo and a ball gown, respectively. Behind them sat a man who looked perfectly normal, except that his shirtless sleeves hung rather loosely, which is a polite way of saying he had no arms. When the bearded lady walked onto the bus with the armless man and. The armless man smiled and waved to her with his bare foot, which then she then shook exactly as you would a hand. Eerily, or was it coincidentally, when Cass and Max, Ernest, and Yoyoji all transferred on the next bus, so too did the motley group of bus riders. Are they following us? whispered Max Ernest nervously. I don't know, just act normal, said Cass. Yoyoji laughed. That'll be the day. On this, the third and last bus, they joined several other unique which is a polite way of saying peculiar passengers, including three colorfully costumed 
comedians, which is a polite way of saying clowns, and one strong, which is a polite way of saying bald, mus- mustachioed, and wearing a leopard skin leotard man. It's like a circus has come into town. Aren't they supposed to be on a train or something? Whispered Max Ernest, thinking the picture, thinking of the picture they'd seen on the wall at the Magic Museum. Where do you think they're going? Asked Yoyoji. They didn't have time to wait long for an answer, because as soon as they got off of the bus, they found themselves in the middle of a noisy crowd of carnies. Which is a polite way of referring to carnival workers and circus performers, moving in mass in the direction of the Magic Museum. Over the entrance to the museum hung a bright striped banner. Oh, it's the circus. Remember they have circus? Remember the... Ba- the um, okay, never mind. The all... The old tra- time traveling circus reunion. Remember they have like banners of like things coming up at the magic museum. Mm. Welcome freaky friends and kooky comrades. Hey, can you guys go a little easier on me? Said the homunculus from inside the backpack as it bounced down the stairs and led to the museum's front door. And why don't I smell the crowd roast? Are you sure this is the right place? We're not inside yet, said Cass. Just be quiet until we let you out. The crowd had gathered in a big room that housed a collection of automa, which it must be said looked comparatively harmless next to some of the museum's new inhabitants as far as the end of the room stood a very old which in this case is a polite way of saying doddering man in a top hat and a red coat holding a large ring and a bullwhip a lion tamer beside him was a silver studded which is a polite way of saying pierced all over and fully illustrated which is a polite way of saying tattooed up to his eyeballs man juggling bowling pins Behind them, Pietro, now wearing a necktie rather than his woodworker's apron, sat on a riser, smiling at the sight of so many old friends. Mr. Wallace sat next to him, a painted expression on his face. The lion tamer spoke, quavering into a cone-shaped microphone. Hello, dear friends. Our esteemed colleague, Pietro, has brought us here because, because, his voice cracked as he struggled to remember, because he wanted us all to to do a reunion show that's it he scratched the side of his head odd to call it that though considering we just performed last night you mean 50 years ago last night illustrated the illustrated man tossing a bowling pin into the crowd a strong the strong man caught them and started juggling without missing a beat the illustrated man grabbed the microphone megaphone come on let's let's show the world what a circus was like before it was just another way to sell hotel rooms in Vegas. All the carnies cheered. Right on! Hooray for Bali you Or Bali who Vegas sucks! Long live the circus! We are freaks and geeks, and we are not away. We are not going away quietly, shouted the illustrated man. We are nuts and we're proud of it. More cheers. Yay, freaks! Go nuts! Down with normal people! Our young heroes watched from the middle of the crowd, sandwiched between a chess player, a chess playing ottoman, and a heavily whiskered clown in a hobo outfit. They were trying to move towards the gate to the invisible, but it was too tight. No grub at this joint, huh? asked the clown loudly. What do, what are they thinking? A guy's gotta eat. Um uh Cass picked Cass panicked. The three kids turned as one turned and looked as one at Max's backpacks, the homunculus didn't appear to be listening. Excuse me, do you folks mind coming with me? Beckon, Lily beckoned from the side of the room. Cass braced herself as they squirmed through the crowd. 
This was the moment she'd been dreading. Hi, Lily, said Cass when they reached her. This is our friend. He's, um, helping us, She's, she nervously indicated to Yoyoji. Lily nodded. Hello, Yoji. It's been a long time. Who's well, Lily? Lily's the receptionist lady who was like, remember, they're like, I'm here. And she's like, you have to be a member. And they're like, well, Pietro told us to come. She's like, I don't know who Pietro is. And she's like, do you know Owen? She's like, I'm not familiar. Owen, what's his last name? And they're like, I don't know. Remember that lady? She's the front desk lady at the Magic Museum. Oh. Hey, um, hey, hello, Yoji. It's been a long time. Well, Cass and Max Ernest gaped in astonishment. Yo Yoji bowed as deeply as he could in the packed room. Master Wee. You've been practicing, I trust. Yo-Yoji shook his head sheepishly. Just, uh, the guitar. Lily looked at him with clear disapproval. You know what my father always says. Practice makes permanent. I know, I'm sorry. Surprised, relieved, and deeply confused, Cass and Max Ernest gla- glanced back and forth from each other to the boy they thought that they knew. Yoji was one of the most talented students. At- it only seemed natural to ask him to help in this, to help in our cause. Lily explained a few minutes later. I hope it's been more res- he's been more responsible than keeping up with his Turkish duties than his violin. They were all standing in sawdust at the basement workshop, safe for the moment of the crowd upstairs. So that means they asked Yoyoji to be part of the Turkish society too, and he had to keep it secret from Max and Cass. Mm. Um, it was... The same group as last time, with the addition of Yoyoji and the subtraction of Owen, who was always on the secret Turk on the secret Turkish business. Oh, who was always away on secret Turkish business. Well, we found the homunculus, didn't we? Said Yoyoji, unable to resist defending himself. Pietro smiled at the kids. You have all done better than I dared to hope. If only all of my projects went so well. He gestured to the old tree growing vase. Totally disassembled on the table in front of him. Cass's ears flushed with pride. The news about Yo-Yoji was very, was disconcerting, very, but Pietro's words were exactly what she'd been waiting for. I don't believe it's possible, but we met, but we met him. He's real. How about that? Said Max Ernest excitedly. So where are you keeping the homunculus now? Lily asked. He's here. We brought him with us, said Cass. The adults looked at the kids in alarm. I don't understand. Where is he? asked Mr. Wallace, looking around anxiously as if the homunculus might be locked up in a trick cabinet. A creature like that, he's dangerous. A thing of evil. Did you tie him up? He's not like that, said Cass. He's really kind of nice once you get to know him. Except for the cat fact that he's a cannibal, said Max Ernest. But not in a bad way, said Cass. Here, meet him yourself. Cass nudged the M- Max Ernest and he bent down to his backpack only to find... Um, Mr. Cabbage Face? The backpack had already opened, and the homunculus was gone. Oh, come on! We have to stop. We have to get ready. Let's get ready fast and see if we can do one more chapter after everything's ready. Let me see. Because the next chapter, quick. Okay. Let's get ready really quickly.